Hi, my name's Henry and this podcast is actually called The Bright Forecast Podcast. So, hopefully it'll be a good show. That's the forecast anyway. I wanted to have an incredible first guest to have on my new podcast. And John O'Kirk is incredible in what he does and what he has done. So, welcome John O. Thanks for having me, mate. Appreciate that ever so much. And I said it before, but Henry Bright always brightens my day. Whenever I see him, so thanks for having me. Brilliant. <laughs> um, uh, so welcome, Jono. Uh, so Jono is pastor here at Arena Church, Nottingham. Uh, I'm here to interview Jono about his latest project called Shower Hour here on a Sunday. But obviously, before we get into the meaty uh, topic of shower for an hour, hour shower, shower hour, <laughs> so many whatever showers. you want to call it. <laughs> um, uh, um, tell me a little bit about this historic building in the in Nottingham, in the centre of well, in the heart of the lease market in Nottingham. So it's. Um... It's a great building. I think on the outside you look at you look at it and don't realise just how big it is. It's incredible. It's got a load of history. So we um, we was given this building in two thousand and nineteen, mm-hmm. and before that it was it was built in the eighteen hundreds, eighteen fifty, eighteen sixty, around that time. Anyway, um, I always joke to my grandma that she remembers. <laughs> When it was built, and it don't, it don't go down very well. But anyway, it was since then it'd been a, a hospital oh, wow. for um, the outbreak. I forgot which outbreak it was in the eighteen hundreds. Um, similar to the COVID. Oh yeah. Uh, thing. I what, forgot like what cholera? Exactly. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was a hospital for the for the poor there. Yeah. It's also been a school. It's been oh, nice. a dance hall, a music hall. Um, apparently, I've read in a few historical <laughs> artefacts and books that the police were always here because it was known for people being drunk and oh. disorderly, even back then. Oh, gosh. But anyway, <laughs> and then it was bought by um, William Booth, the founder of, founder of Salvation Army. Oh, wow. He bought this and he used it for his ministry and his outreach into the community. And then it was then bought by a Brethren Church, and it's, it had been a Brethren Church for, I believe, over 100 years, it, or at least around that, um, until they dwindled to a, a smaller size and gifted the building to uh, a trust, a church trust, mm. who then contacted us and said, would we like to carry on the legacy? So, wow. there we are. And that was in 2019, was it? Yes, we were given it in... June 2019 and then there was a small group of people that came together pretty much every night and painted everywhere ripped up carpets that had been here since the 70s Um, we tried to keep the the historic Mm. side of the building but update it ever so slightly which um, hopefully you can see when you're here it's Um, beautiful yeah, we love it. We love it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Brilliant. And then we launched in September 2019, pre-COVID. Oh, wow. And then, obviously, COVID happened. Oh. 
that, that must have been so kind of demoralising. Like, Yeah, it was difficult. It was difficult because you, you think we're getting a bit of momentum, we're getting a bit of movement, people are coming, um, we've got a lot of vision and ideas of how we want to serve the community and then it was just, just stopped, put a, put a full stop there. Um, but thankfully, we we carried on meeting online, the people that we were, a few people got sent back to the countries that were, they were from. Mm. Um, but then others came, like yourself. Yeah, so, uh, still going strong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, where did you meet in this building? Because it's a three-storey building. And where, where did you first meet? When we first got here, we, we met in the main hall and we yeah. brought over a team of, say, 20 people from our other campuses. Mm. They committed to the morning in Ilkeston and they committed to the evening in Nottingham. Oh, nice. Um, so we, to start with, it was pretty much just the team of people that came over. We're in the main hall. Um, like I say, quite a few people start to come. Mm. Covid hit, then the team went back to Ilkeston, Mansfield, and a lot of the people that came went back to their, um, where they were from. Yeah, and then we got dwindled down to a core team of six of us, me, and my wife, and, uh, and another couple, and then a brother and sister. Yeah, um, all of you who you know, of yeah. course, <laughs> and we just met online over Zoom throughout COVID and when we could we met in person around a, mm. a circle in a support group oh, and then because we dwindled down from say 35, 40 down to literally eight of us wow. we moved up to our upstairs room which mm. is a smaller room a bit more of a intimate, um, intimate yeah. environment and then we started to see a couple of people come again and now we are sat in our basement, which is my favourite room. Yeah. Nottingham is obviously a city of caves and basements. And we yeah. are privileged to have this one, so. Although, uh, upstairs was good, because when I first came, that was the that was the first service. I remember when held. you walked in, the first, honestly, <laughs> first day you walked in, I thought, because we were, like I say, six people. Yeah. And we had another um, lady who came. She, she started coming just before you. Mm. Um, and then... In walks Mr. Bright himself. <laughs> Literally, the smiliest man in Nottingham, for those that are listening. You will not see him, but you can hear it in his in his voice. Oh, yeah, I remember the day. Yeah, because um, I, I came at 17 o'clock, because it said seven, um, 5 o'clock yeah. on the banner. I thought, all right, um, I'm going to be here, I'm going to be prompt or whatever. Um, but then... Uh, Someone on the door was saying, oh no, it's at seven. Seven, yeah. <laughs> so I, I stuck around in town. That's brilliant. Yeah. I think that shows, because we were, we were meeting at five before COVID. Mm. And then, obviously, after COVID, we put it back to seven. Mm. Um, but everyone's head was mashed, I think. I don't think about yeah. little things like the banner at the front that yeah. did say five o'clock still. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. t- sorry, uh, I, I don't mean to... Say so it was bad because no, no, I cool. stuck around. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah, it was, it was really good. Cool. So yeah, wow, amazing! One incredible sight to have a church. It's true. Incredible. Um, 
Could I please ask about you and your faith journey? So I, um, I've been brought up in a, a family that, that loved Jesus for, throughout my whole life. Mm. I went to church from the day I was born and we hardly ever missed um, a weekend. My mum and dad always got involved in serving others uh, in church, out of church. Mm. But I, um, my relationship with God was very much head knowledge. Mm. So I knew a lot about him. I knew, I knew, his, I knew the Bible. Um, I knew all the stories in the Bible that you learn mm. at Sunday school and all that kind of thing. But I never knew God personally in a, in, at all. Mm. And so came to the age of like 15, around that age, the age where um, like underage drinking starts to happen, I guess, and got sidetracked, completely sidetracked. Yeah. Um, hung around with great people, but mm. I was a bad influence to them, they were a bad influence to me. And my life just consisted of drinking, partying, um, sometimes doing drugs, sleeping around, mm. uh, all those kind of things that I knew in my head was wrong um, yeah. and not the best way that God's designed it. Yet, in the moment, they're incredibly fun and, and mm. you never shy away from that. But then I, I went to university when I was 18, uh, 18, 19, whatever, yeah. whatever age it is. 18. Went up to Manchester, started <clears throat> to study further maths. Um, and within a couple of weeks I literally crashed and burned I thought what am I, what am I doing here I thought this was the way that I wanted to go in life there's got to be more to life than this and I remember kneeling at the side of my bed in tears in my dorm oh um, literally just losing the plot losing it and I, I rang, rang my dad up and I said to my dad, I, I'm not enjoying life at the moment. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I've tried everything and it, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And nothing satisfies. My dad said to me, I want to pray for you. He drove up that night from Nottingham. I think he even finished work early. Drove up Nottingham to Manchester. I sat in the car outside uh, my dorm and just spoke to my dad about a few things and Something happened in that moment where um, he prayed for me and I knew that there was more to life than this, but I'd got myself so deep into the drink, the drugs, the party and all that kind of thing that it probably took another six months to me to, for me to kind of stop um, getting myself in a rut, in a hole. So I moved back to Nottingham. Um, I'd, I set up a business while I was here and I still carried on partying, but then I'd, at the same time, I'd be exploring my mum and dad's faith. Mm -hmm. um, and I can't exactly explain when, but something switched in that year where it went from head knowledge to mm -hmm. actually heart knowledge. Yeah. There was something in my heart that had changed and I knew that I was doing life wrong. I knew that nothing that I did could make anything of my life. I knew that um, the only way that I could make something of it was through a relationship with Jesus. So 
Mm. Um, I gave my life to him. I started coming to Arena Church. And those things that were holding me, uh, were binding me before, they started gradually to to go. It was a bit of a journey. It still is now. Um, but thankfully, I, I would be nowhere without God's grace, which is giving us something that we, we don't deserve. And um, yeah, that's where my, my faith journey started. That's why I now am part of this church and I get to to lead the, the Nottingham campus. So yeah. that's fast. The last bit's fast forwarded quite a few years. There was yeah. a lot of um, a lot of things that had to go from my life. A lot of good things that had to come in. Um, in the meantime, I meet my wife in church. We have a baby together, and um, oh, yeah, that's so good. there we go. Um, so and I meet you, of course. <laughs> I've met you, <laughs> surely. Um, so, uh, you brought up Arena. What's the what's Arena's niche? In... Arena's niche. What a question. <laughs> so, well, what sets it apart from other churches? I think, I think I love. I absolutely love how different churches have different niches, like you say, mm-hmm. but as long as they always centre around the one thing that really matters the most, mm. and that's Jesus. Mm. I love that there's different expressions of, of, uh, of churches and faith and yeah. stuff like that. I would say Arena's niche. So our aim, our vision in Arena is for us to go and grow yeah. and love and serve our world. Those four words, go, yeah. grow, love, serve our world. And so we are not content um, in in a four wall closed holy huddle we're mm. not content with that we want to go uh, yeah. we want to obviously gather but we also want to mm. go and go and make a difference we we want to grow mm. um, which means we want to grow in number obviously but more importantly we want to grow in ourselves we want to yeah. um, like the, the the times where I had to um, grow in my life I had to let things go I had to get hold of some good things mm. and that caused growth in my life yeah. and love and serve our world which is clearly what um, what Jesus did yeah. he didn't just stay around he, mm. he didn't just take and point a finger yeah. he loved them mm. he loved the unlovable mm. he loved the ones that um, weren't very nice to him yeah. he still loved them mm. and he served them um, it's incredible. It is, absolutely. Yeah. So our niche, I guess, is that we... There's so many great churches, yeah. incredible churches, who do the very, very similar things. Mm. But we're not definitely not content with just yeah. sitting on a, on a pew or yeah. sitting on a, um, a chair yeah. and, and just gathering all the time. Mm. We want to go. We want to go and make a difference. Yeah. But w- one, of the, one of the things that was so was taken away from the Christian uh, society. It was like, um, we weren't allowed to gather because of social, social distancing. Yeah, yeah. So how did you kind of combat that? It was difficult. Yeah. It was difficult for me. If you're going to talk... So I talk about... It sounds very uh, selfish right now, but... Well, talk about me right you. now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for, for me, I thought, if I'm honest, that... I was quite independent and I could get mm. 
I could get on okay without too many people in my life. Yeah. When COVID hit, and that was a complete lie. Oh. I could not. I could not cope without people in my life. Yeah. And and that's why I'm so thankful for the gathered church. Mm. I'm so thankful for for friends. I'm so thankful for um, the times we get to go out together. And yeah. I love that. I absolutely love that. Yeah. But if we then take it to um, the gathered church, so our church here in Nottingham, we stopped meeting, it was difficult, but we, we went on Zoom. Mm. Um, me and my wife, Annie, we, we made sure that we contacted everyone regularly. Yeah. Um, how are people doing, really? Because mm. people can usually, especially in church, how you doing, you all right? Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm good, thank you. <laughs> when you're not, you're not, yeah. you're not good at all. So how are you doing, mm. really? How are you really doing? Yeah. Are, are we, can we do anything to help? And he, that is even, sure, I think a lot of people during COVID, that I love the fact that neighbours connected with neighbours again. Yeah. I don't know what it was like for you, where, we, where you live, but for us, we hardly ever spoke to our neighbours before. Yeah. COVID opened up something different. We was, it was all about people again, mm. rather than just getting on with things yeah. all the time. Um, I don't know where I've, I don't I have no clue where I've got that, but yeah, it was difficult. But yeah. we just we we wanted to turn up mm. still in people's lives and that's good um, in this church. So we did whatever we could. Yeah, and so arena arena church. It's multiple. It's one church, but in multiple locations. Yeah. Is it? So, yeah. what what's that mean? So. Um, we have six locations currently. Mm. We have Ilkeston, which is like a, a bit of a market town, um, just out in slap bang in the middle of Derby in Nottingham, yeah. Ilkeston. Then we have uh, that that church had been going for over a hundred years. We wow. then planted before I was in church. They planted into Mansfield, mm. and then in September two thousand and ninety, they planted. Um, Nottingham. Yeah. They planted Toulouse. Yeah. Which is in France. Yeah, exactly. Wee <laughs> oui, wee. Oui. Uh, we planted Del uh, Belper, which is a small um, market town in Derby, Derbyshire. Mm. And then we also planted our hub campus. We call it a hub campus. It's a, a campus in Ilkeston that is run. Um, aside our food bank and mm. clothing bank and furniture bank so it's the people that come there are pretty much the kind of people that wouldn't feel too comfortable coming to a church building mm. um, a lot of them have got broken pasts so a lot of drug use and <clears throat> prison use and uh, prison use being, being in and out of prison yeah um, and that that campus honestly whenever I go I'm, I'm I'm broken. I, mm. I, I, it's amazing. Mm. It's amazing. So, yeah, so there's six six campuses, but we all sit under one vision. We all yeah. sit under, um, uh, yeah, we, one vision. So it's not, yeah. we haven't got separate visions and mm. we all do our own thing. Um, they all look different, but yeah. they all have the same vision of go and grow and love and serve our world. Oh, wicked. So. That's amazing. And... Wow, that is incredible. Uh, now for the really exciting question. What is our shower? 
Hour shower. I don't know why it's hour shower. <laughs> shower hour? Shower hour. Yeah. I think hour shower sounds bad, Henry. Oh my gosh, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> oh, like my grandma. She always gets it mixed up. So um, please explain to me what hour shower is. Yeah, she did it again. Yeah. Shower, shower hour. hour. <laughs> Yeah. Um, please explain to me what shower hour there we go good job <laughs> so, well so um, <clears throat> our shower or shower hour whichever you want to call it is our first outreach that we want to do uh, consistently so we have done a couple of things before I get into that we have done a few outreaches for example we, we have blessed schools with uh, Easter eggs for every every child. I love that. Um, at Christmas time, we've given them, uh, what do you call them? Selection oh, boxes. Yeah. Selection boxes. Uh, we've painted halls for schools. Oh, that's so cool. Um, we've given out certain things on certain days and, and stuff like that, which is all great, of course. Mm. But they're very much acts of generosity. They're very much like one-offs. Yeah. And we're very, very mindful that we want to actually do something consistently, yeah, um, which sits under our vision again, go and grow mm. and love and serve our world. So, as you know, because you're a part of our congregation, yeah. we have a pretty small congregation mm. at the moment. Yeah, probably anywhere between twenty and thirty come in on a yeah. Sunday night. It's growing. It's growing exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so for us to do something big it might be difficult for us mm. at the moment but um, one of my favourite quotes is "Greater, there's no greater mistake than he who does nothing because he can only do a little oh that's such a good so we were in, we were certain that we wanted to do something mm. even if it's small and a bit insignificant yeah. we wanted to do something and we wanted to start somewhere so we had um, a few ideas about this care for a coffee time yeah. that we want. We, we still wanted to run that in the future. Mm. That was an idea where we open up the building, um, we employ someone to run it, and they they people can come in. Doesn't have to be off the streets necessarily. Mm. It could be anyone coming in for a warm space, a chat, yeah. some food, hot drink, um, but that would require funding it required finance it required the right person to lead it yeah um at the moment we're not in that position so mm. we were praying about little things that we could do yeah and out of pretty much nowhere mm. um our lead pastor christian was uh, in a conversation with some of the businesses that support the food bank that we have in ilkeston mm. And they happened to mention that they wanted to do something in Nottingham. They wanted yeah. to help with a project or they wanted to just bless something or someone or yeah. something in Nottingham. So um, this is a GF Tomlinson's, they're called, and they're a builders, com building company. Yeah. Um, they do massive, massive industrial units. They do mm. like the big, big contracts. 
So why would they be bothered with us? I, did, I never got that. It was amazing. Mm. And they said, um, so Christian said to them, we've got these two buildings, two, two buildings, uh, two cupboards. They're yeah. pretty much cupboards. They're not, mm. they're not, yeah. they're a room, but they're very, very small. They're like the kind of box room that you get in a, if you're a sec, if you're a second child, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. me. <laughs> exactly. They're like your room. Then. Yeah, get um, the old uh, study. Yeah, that's it. And then when you move out, yeah. you wait. Um, where were we? Uh, the rooms. The two rooms, yeah. yeah. And uh, Christian happened to mention about how we wanted to do this care for a coffee. And they said, well, do you need a shower? Do you need anything doing? Do you need any facilities that yeah. we can help? And uh, Christian said, yeah, we, we'd, we'd love to some if possible. What are you thinking, kind of thing. And they said, yeah, let us know what it is, what you need, we'll cover it. Wow. We'll come and do it, we'll pay for it, we'll send the people over, we'll fit it. Wow. Whatever you need, go and, go and do. So um, that's exactly what they did. They came and fitted a, in our right-hand side, Henry's bedroom or, or cupboard. <laughs> yeah. Um, they fitted a shower, they fitted a toilet, a, utility, a, a sink. Mm. Um, there's a radiator in there. Yeah. There's a token machine so that the shower can be run on a token machine for, for a certain amount of oh, time. Um, and then on the left-hand side, they, they, are, they have fitted and are fitting um, a laundry facility. Wow. So, um, industrial washing machine, uh, dryer. Uh, we're going to have some lockers in there for, for clothing, spare clothes, oh, all that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, we, we went with the idea of care for a coffee, which is the bigger, grander idea. Mm. But we need to start somewhere. Yeah. So, Shower Hour was born, wow. where we open up the building for an hour, just an hour every week, um, on a Sunday night, yeah. and it'll, a lot of us guys will be here yeah. anyway, setting up for the service. Mm. So we knew that the small team that we did have, it'd be manageable. Yeah. So the idea is that, that people can come in, people, they may be off the street, they may be homeless, they may just not have washing facilities at home. It sounds, mm. it sounds yeah. impossible, but it's the truth, some people don't. Mm. Or they might not be able to afford um, a hot shower yeah so they can come in uh, they get their clothes washed mm. while they're having a shower um, while they then we can give them some spare clothes for them to, to take away with them wow. um, while they're waiting excuse me for the clothes to dry or um, wash wow. we can give them a bit of a just a, a bite to eat and a hot drink yeah and um, and a, a connection. That's great. Just a, a time for them to. Some of them may not have mm. had eye contact with with people for with anyone for a couple of weeks, couple of months. Um, may not have conversed with anyone. They might think if you think about the people on the streets, you don't often see many people stop and converse with people. Yeah. So we just wanted to create an environment and a space where we can meet their physical needs mm. um, but also their emotional needs that they yeah. can actually have a conversation mm. um, so yeah that's where it's that's where it's been born 
So do you, do you reckon that it'll, it'll grow into more than... You, you'd need to have the building for more than an hour Definitely. on a Sunday. So how... What kind of time scale are we looking? Or oh, God looking? knows. God knows, <laughs> no. literally. Yeah, we, we have no idea. Obviously, care for a coffee would be... Um, a couple of days a week, one one day definitely, maybe two days perhaps. Um, so if that was to to happen, if we got the funding, if we um, if we were able to secure the right person to do that, then it could open up to being a full day of people coming in and getting getting showered if they want to, or um, food packs, parcels, emergency packs, clothing. Um, even referrals onto shelters or mm. or genuinely just uh, a place for them to feel like they're at home and welcome. Yeah. So the sky's the limit, literally. Yeah. But we we don't <laughs> want to aim for the sky and get nowhere. We actually want to start somewhere and yeah. and and actually show people that we're here and we're serious about it. Yeah. We're not just doing something for a tick box. Mm. We're going to consistently serve people because that is what our Saviour Jesus modelled for us mm. and then told us to go and do. Yeah. Um, wow. So, yeah, there you go. It's really inspiring. <laughs> like, wow. Um, so then, so on, on this incredible wow, <laughs> on this site, then w there'll be shower facilities, but w what else will there be? You said that there would be tumble like drying and stuff, um, drying and uh, are you going to? Uh, would you incorporate care for a coffee into the uh, hour shower? <laughs> <laughs> Was it shower hour? Shower hour, yeah. <laughs> Um, it'd be the other way around I would say shower hour would morph into care for a coffee eventually oh. unless unless God's got other plans we're just open to that Yeah. Um, but like I say it'll, it'll still have laundry facilities it'll have um, hot food uh, hot, sorry hot drinks some form of food whatever that may be who knows Um yeah, and those kind of things that we'll be doing initially. What an outreach. Wow. Um, uh, what will happen after someone has, ha has had a warm shower at Avena Church Nottingham? Like, what will happen after? Yeah, they're kind of like Jeremy Carl aftercare. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, obviously, we, we're not doing it for this reason. No, yeah. But if the people come in and they want to stay along for the service... Mm. after they've had the shower after they've got new the, the um, clean clothes after they've had a bite to eat and a hot drink yeah <clears throat> their option the option is there that people might want to stay along for the service on a Sunday yeah. Sunday night because um, the idea that is the shower hour would finish around 6.30pm yeah um, and our service starts at 7pm yeah so fantastic <laughs> yeah I mean we've got we have a service on and then we have we sometimes even have food after a service together. Yeah. Table tennis, mm. um, 
table football. I love it, darling. <laughs> dart, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I usually uh, get battered by <laughs> Henry at table football, but <laughs> we won't talk about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, uh, Arena Church is one church in many locations, and didn't has, isn't this happening somewhere else? Like, is it happening in Il- Ilkeston? Yeah, so in, in Ilkeston, it's a bit more established. Mm. So we have, um, like I say, we have a, a food bank. Uh, we have a clothing bank. Yeah. We have furniture bank. Um, we have Care for a Coffee running in, um, in Mansfield. Mm. So that's separate to Ilkeston. Mansfield opens up the building. Um, and I think they usually have... 60-ish people wow. coming in once or twice a week um, to play pool. Uh, a lot I've heard, I've actually heard single dads that come and bring their, their son along, uh, daughters along to yeah. play pool, darts, whatever, and get some food. And, wow. Um, so, yeah, we also have supported living, so housing mm. facilities yeah. in Ilkeston for, for people that may need it. Um so yeah, there's quite a bit going off in in the other in the other locations too. Mm. Um, so yeah, there we go. We all, sorry, we also have some charity shops. Oh, nice. Uh, I'm trying to think what else we have. Yeah, we have charity shops. We have uh, a high street shop as well, which serves food in Ilkeston. So yeah, it's the heart behind every campus mm. is the same. But obviously, some are a little bit more established, so they've had time to um, connect with the community. Yeah. They've had funding. They've had people that have generously given. Mm. Um, but the heart's always the same, wow. to go and grow and love and serve our world. Oh, amazing. Wow. So that's, that's incredible. So what a story. Um, should we just kind of... Um, take a couple steps back and just have a bit of fun like um, what was your what, what was the first football match you went to go and see the first football yeah. match Ooh. a bit Just, off topic <laughs> I think it would have been either Nottingham Forest oh, you had to... <laughs> I haven't got a clue who it would have been against or the one that I can firstly remember I went to go and see uh, Derby versus mm. Manchester United oh and I'm obviously a Manchester United yeah. fan. Um, and they smashed the, the best team in the world. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, no, no question, obviously. <laughs> so, yeah, that yeah. was my first football oh, match. Great. And uh, did you hear that Busted uh, are reforming... Well, they, they're formed. Um, but they're coming back to do a 20-year anniversary tour. Uh, do you think you'd go to that? Because I, I saw you had one of those retro... Busted albums. Yeah, I um, went to see them when I was eleven. Wow. Two thousand and four, I think, in Nottingham. Yeah. And I always remember it's proper embarrassing thinking back, but you know when you were at primary school or junior school, yeah. And uh, it it would have been junior school actually, and you know I don't know whether you did this at school, but sometimes the girls got up and did a dance routine in front of the class, yeah. or um, the assembly or something yeah. like that. Well, busted were massive when I was when I was that age. Yeah. So me and my two mates got up in front of the whole class <laughs> with broomsticks. Oh wow! Like 
actual broomsticks yeah. and chairs because they used to do a lot of jumping, didn't they? Yeah, like, yeah. Throw the legs back and stuff. Mm, yeah. And we basically put year 3000 on. Oh, yeah. On, a, on an OCD player. <laughs> press play. And in front of everyone, we all we did was basically mime this song and jump wow. off seats with broomsticks. <laughs> yeah. I definitely remember um, there, were, there were about four of us and we were like, right, we're definitely going to be busted. <laughs> One of you had to give that, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. There's only three of them. Yeah, exactly. Well, because um, do, do you know that Tom from McFly was originally in Busted? No, I didn't actually. Yeah. Um, he, he said he, he confessed that. Um, but yeah. So, wow, I never know that. Yeah. If there's four of you, I'd rather you go for Beatles, though. Oh, really? Yeah, I think uh, it's a different level. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, would you say that there, the, who would you most love to see out of any, Everyone. anyone in the past? Past or present? Live or dead? Yeah, dead or alive. Oh, that's a great question. It comes down to two. It would be the Beatles yeah. or I think I'm likely to say Jimi Hendrix. Oh, really? I would love to. <clears throat> Would have loved to have seen him in his early days when not many people had heard of him. Yeah, I would have. That would have been incredible. So yeah. Yeah, and do you have his guitar? Jimmy not Jimmy Hendrix. I wish. No. Oh. I wish. <laughs> no. No, I didn't have Jimmy Hendrix. I I had because I run a, a vintage music oh, yeah. business outside of mm, church. church. Very successful. Um, yeah. Very successfully. Well, thank God. Um, I had Chuck Berry's, wow. one of Chuck Berry's guitars, which have recently sold at auction. Wow. Um, that's not common knowledge just yet who that it came from me, but <laughs> I'm sure by the time this is out, it will be. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Chuck uh, Berry's. Yeah. And, wow, that's, that's incredible. And, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Jono, for sparing me this time that we've, we've had together uh, to discuss the shower for an hour, shower hour. We'll <laughs> <laughs> get it. Will get yeah. it. Um, shower hour. Um, and yeah, I'd, I'd love to see the, I'd love to see it, but you know, if not. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. And I enjoyed the pie we had beforehand oh, as well. Oh, the pie was incredible. Thank yeah. you so you much. You need to tell your podcast uh, people about this. Pie Minister. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's great. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you so much. And that is it. Over and out. Yeah. Ta-ra. Thank you so much to Jono for being the first guest on my new podcast. Before the podcast, we had really great food at Pyminster so please go as it is great and once again thank you Johnny so much for being the first guest on the Bright Forecast podcast as I said on the interview ta-ra the intro and outro music the strings were performed by my good friend Roy James when he (laughs) When he appeared on my radio show on Demon FM at De Montfort University, Leicester. And I just bashed a few notes on the xylophone. Woo, thank you, Jono, for letting me interview you. Yay, ta-ra! <laughs>